Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mike test one two three. Mike test one two three. Mike test one two three. Make sure you shut that door behind you, okay? Are you there, Brooke? Hey, are you there, Brooke? Hey, I'm here. Awesome. I finally figured out the system. I'm so sorry we have to do this again. That's okay. That's something I would do. 
We're human beings. Yeah, I, I, I totally jinxed myself yesterday. I'm sitting there saying, oh, I'll never do that again. <laughs> and I was like this morning after I set this back up with you yesterday, I got an email um, about doing an interview this morning with Stephen Curtis Chapman. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want to do this, but I'm so afraid this system's going to screw up again. So I managed right. to make it through. I made sure that the audio recorded um, because he's so awesome. that, that's somebody that I won't be able to to get a recording from again. So I'm right. glad that worked out. But I made sure, got all this, all the, made sure everything was good. And I'm seeing a recording symbol right now. So I think we're good to go. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I heard it. It said recording on my end too. So that's good. Yeah, it said that yesterday, but what I think happened was since all these calls have the same call ID, when I canceled the other one, even though it was recording on that call ID, mm-hmm. um, it just canceled that. It canceled the recording, too. I saw an email uh, with, like, a transcript, but there was no MP3 for it. I'm like, um, okay, that's nice. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah, it happens, right? <clears throat> I don't mind at all. Yeah, so, okay, so we're going to go over the same questions. The basic one to get kind of like a deja vu moment. Um, (laughs) What I did want to check with you is one of my my writing team, um, her name is Mercedes. Uh, She does a blog. um, My mind's gone blank. Um, She's a college student. She does a blog. uh, Man, I can't think of the name of it. Anyway, she does a blog, and she wanted to check and see if you would be willing to talk with her sometime. Um, I didn't. I told her I said I'll ask Brooke whether it'd be something that she could do with you by email or whatnot. But mm-hmm. um, I was going to check and see if you minded if I gave her your email. Um, that way, you can kind of get a dialogue yeah. going with her, and then if you guys, if if you oh, have the time, at some point in time, to do a, a conversation with her. Um, her, a lot of her stuff, her stuff is like really scripturally based. Um, and that's the kind of the blog uh-huh. that she's doing. So uh, she absolutely mm-hmm. loves the, the debut record. And she said, I would love to talk to Brooke. Um, I emailed the publicist and I never heard back. I said, well, you're new at this. I said, you got to kind of build up. Sometimes they won't always email you back, but I will definitely ask Brooke if she minds. If not, I mean, I don't see why she wouldn't. So. No, I don't mind at yeah. all. Yeah, have her reach out. I'd love to talk to her. Yeah. Awesome. Her name's yeah. Mercedes. I'll I'll shoot her um, okay. your email, and then you guys can just, I guess, go from there. Full deal. Yeah, I'd love that. All right. Let me go ahead and make sure I have the right script in front of me. Yeah, the other thing, like, you and I, we don't really have – time constraints because we're not doing anything right now, but Stephen had like call after call after call. And he, I don't know if, yeah. have you ever got a chance to meet him before? I haven't. I have not. He is a talker. He's like, he's he? a really, really good interviewer. Yeah. He's, he's one of the, cause I, I interviewed him a couple of years ago and um, they say, okay, we'll try to stick to 20 minutes. And I said, with Stephen Curtis Chapman, I don't know if that's possible because I ask him one question and the answer is like eight minutes long. So I'm sitting here <laughs> reading the script and I'd, I'm like, okay, 
thinking of a question to cut out as he's talking, so but it worked out. I was able to get some great like audio for the great adventure and something to do. So that'll be Good. you're going to be on the show this Friday, and then next Friday I'll have uh, have him on there. So oh, that's so cool. I'd love to meet him though. I really would. I love his um I love his music. He's cool. Yeah, he's 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 a cool guy. I've, I've got a chance to mm-hmm. meet meet him several times over the years and you wouldn't think that he's like a Christian music legend or anything because he's just so down to earth and just takes the time to talk yeah. to, to everybody he that comes up to him. I feel like basically, that's how it should so. be though. Like no matter how big you get, I feel like you should all be, always be humble, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I've you know, I've I've been doing this for I've been doing this for sixteen years now and I can tell you I've come across artists that um like that aren't like that. And it's really, it's, it's right. really oh, discouraging. Yeah. And I understand, I understand that, you know, some people have like people coming up to them constantly, but mm-hmm. at the same time, especially Christian music, I mean, you got into, you got into this business for a reason. The ministry. The honor glory. Yeah, it's a ministry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And part of that's, you know, talking with fans and stuff. And I'm just When I always kinda, just like look at it, like you wouldn't have a career without fans. You know, like, they're the ones who buy your music and go to your shows, and, like, that's who keeps yeah. it going. So, yeah. And Christian music gets that much harder, too, because it's, like, Christian music artists don't make anywhere near, you know, what a mainstream artist would right. make. So <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it's I know. good. Yeah. And it's really surprising, Brooke, because a lot, of the, a lot of the artists that I've met over the years, it's the really big artists that, mm-hmm. that remember where they came from. It's some of the yeah, some of the, the newer and up and coming artists that that think they're the hot stuff that that that, that I've seen act like that. I'm like, thing. yeah, I'm like that's yeah. Like when I was crazy. talking with like Jason from yeah, I was talking with Jason from Building 429. He was like, some of these new artists they just want to come out, hit the ground running, have a tour bus, and you know, tour all of these huge shows. He's like it's good to know like where you come from, you know, and keep it small and it's okay to not have a tour bus and these huge shows right at first. It, it can, it keeps you humble. You know what I mean? So I, I took that advice yeah. and I always promise myself, you know, if, you know, any of this gets big <laughs> that I would always stay humble and just be real and true to who I am and my roots. So. Well, you, you definitely, you've got a voice that I think that, you know, if if you keep following God's call on your life, you ha- you have an amazing voice. You have an amazing testimony and story, and I really think that's and that's and that's you know when I was listening to your record, I'm like you know that's that's the one cool thing is that yeah, some people can sing really good, but do they have a great message behind that? And that's what I really liked about taking my voice back because not only do you have the voice, but you have you know an inspiring message that when people sit and listen to it, they're like, wow, that's, I mean, she went through that. That means that I can overcome this kind of thing. And that's, and that's yeah. like, you know, today's Christian entertainment. That's, that's why we do this. I, when we write reviews, people always ask us like, um, like our, if you, if you ever read a review on our site, we don't bash mm-hmm. artists. Like we don't say, Oh, this song sucked. And Oh, this, this, this didn't sound good. If you read the reviews, we tend to focus more on the positive in a record. And certainly there's lots of right. negatives or stuff that we don't like about music. But mm-hmm. um, 
I, I tell my writing team, I said, when you're writing reviews, I want you to be honest, but I don't want you to bash people because that's, that's right. not what this ministry is about. I want you to, I want you to, it's almost like building 429's name comes from Ephesians 429. Like we're supposed to build each other up, not tear each other down kind of thing. And right. that's, right. that's something that, that, that we've done for a long, long time. So I always tell people, I said, you know, just look at TCE as kind of a, an extension of your ministry. We're here to help build you up, help get your message out to people. And that's, Right. You, it's it's and it's crazy because when I first started doing this years and years ago, um, like we, I would tell people up front. I said we look toward we look for the message and the music um, first and foremost, like scriptural all that kind of stuff. And I had a publicist actually email me and tell me, "Are you a pastor?" I said, "No, ma'am, I'm not." She's like, "Well, what qualifies you to to write based on a message or a scripture?" I'm like, "Really?" I said, so as Christians, we're not supposed to, we're not supposed to know the word. We're not supposed to study it for ourselves. Is that just the, right? is that, is that only the job of pastor? I feel like pastor? at that point like, you're that putting pastor, a, yeah. Like at that point you're putting pastors like on a pedestal, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, I respect pastors I for sure, but we all have our own job as Christians, you know? Yeah. And I was offended by that. I'm like, wow. I said, you're missing the whole point so. on what, and what we're doing here. Yeah. I mean, that's, and I, I just, I, I never forgot that conversation, but I've kind of like, I'm like, you know what? Maybe that means that we're doing something right. If somebody, if somebody's <laughs> questioning us, whether it was a Christian or not, it's like, okay, well, obviously we stirred the pot a little bit and got some dialogue <laughs> on, but <laughs> yeah. I so feel like there's always that, that, someone that you're going to offend or, you know, someone's got their opinion, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. And that's actually, it's funny that you're, you know, you're, you're working with, with Joe Rowe because he's like, he's the most bold person I've ever met. I mean, he'll, yeah. he'll tell you like it is. And that's what I love about him. Mm-hmm. And I, I watch his Facebook live things all the time. I like to go on there because he doesn't, he doesn't care if he steps on toes. If he's, if he's right. trying to make a point and speaking truth. And I love that. And I told, I've told him, I've seen them on the city rock fest tour many times over the years. I said, dude, I said, I love the fact you're so bold. I said, you know how many times I've looked across the room when I'm saying this stuff and Lori's giving me this look. I said, hey, babe, I got to preach this truth, man. I'm telling you what. <laughs> I said, you keep doing that, man. That's, that's what we're called to do. We're not yeah. called to sugarcoat everything. We got to. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I know. I love them so much. They're like family to me. Yeah, I'm. I'm sad that all the concerts got canceled but hopefully once everything gets mm-hmm. up and running we'll they'll be down here in florida again and you'll be down here in florida i think that'd be cool if yeah. one of the tours that you're a part yeah, of that. eventually makes its way down here yeah that'd be awesome. all right let me go ahead and start my recording <clears throat> and we're going to do the same um taking my voice same back format. and uh why okay. are you waiting uh with jason so We'll we'll stick to the exact same thing we did yesterday. Welcome back to Kingdom Builder. I'm pleased to be joined by a new and breakout artist who just so happens to be super talented, here to tell us about her debut record, Taking My Voice Back. Big welcome to Brooke Robertson. Brooke, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Well, we're so glad that you came by and 
you know, just trying to wait this pandemic out, hoping things will get back to normal soon because I have been cooped up at home with all of my kids. So I'm definitely biding my time and looking at my watch constantly thinking, okay, when can I, you know, just go back outside and live that normal life that we were used to? Yeah, it's been kind of crazy, I'd say, different for everyone. And uh, normal doesn't really seem like it used to be. (laughs) Kind of getting used to um, the new way of things, you know. I've been spending a lot of time outside and practicing my guitar and maybe writing some some songs. So I'm taking advantage of it and looking at the positives and all this. Um, But I will say it's been kind of crazy. So I'm kind of ready to to hit the ground running and get on the road and uh, play shows. I'm sure there's a lot of other artists that feel the same. Well, I am into that. I am looking forward to that too. And, you know, Brooke, I'm excited to have you on with us today. I really have been enjoying your new record, and I would love to hear more about it. Why don't you tell us about the writing and recording process of your debut record, Taking My Voice Back? Yeah, it's something that um, – I definitely won't forget. It definitely took a long time to write the record. We started writing in 2018, and it took about a year and a half to write the record. Um, just trying to find the right songs, praying for direction, um, figuring out stories that I wanted to sing about, you know, and, and really digging deep and um, having to go there and go uh, to certain places in my heart to sing songs that I promised myself I would never sing. And so we wrote songs and we had to make sure the sounds were right. And uh, so it took a total of probably two years to write and record the whole record. And so um, it was a fun process and definitely memorable. And um, yeah, it was fun. I definitely would do it again. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you're, you know, going back to the recording and, you know, production part of this record, you work with Jeremy Holderfield from Seventh Day Slumber. And, um, you know, what was that experience like working with Jeremy? He's worked with so many artists over the years, kind of, you know, a lot of people don't realize that he's not just the guitarist for the band, but he does a lot of uh, producing work, too. What was it like working with Jeremy on the new record? Yeah, Jeremy's like my big brother. (laughs) We've grown close over the years. And, He's the one who reached out in 2017 and uh, invited me up to write for the first time. I had never written before in my entire life, so he was investing. And um, so he invited me up. We wrote the EP and uh, produced that. And um, now he produced the whole record. He co-wrote all the songs on the record. And we've grown just really close. He challenges me, pushes me, and he believes in me sometimes more than I believe in myself. And I'm thankful for the relationship that we have. Um, and that he was able to um, produce this record and just make it what it is. And he saw my vision for it. You know, I, I kind of had ideas and um, a vision that was different than what you normally see in Christian music, a lot of organic instruments. And um, it's a lot of storytelling, too. And so we took a risk together, and he believed in it, and uh, we had this amazing product. So, yeah. Well, that's really cool. And... Uh, why don't we go ahead and play one of the songs from the record? Uh, the title track is a very personal song to you. Uh, why don't you tell us about the story behind that and introduce it before we play it? Yeah, so the title track uh, is called Taking My Voice Back, and it's about um, whenever I was around 10 years old, I was sexually abused. And I went through all those emotions that you go through um, when you've been through something like that 
I felt um, very alone in so many moments. I felt um, dirty and I was scared. And so as a kid, you know, it's, it's just easier if you just shut it out. You know, I had two choices to either hang on to these emotions that I was feeling or just let it go. And I decided to bury it deep down and let it go and promise myself to never talk about it because it was just safer that way. So, you know, 15 years goes by. It's something, it's a memory that stung because, you know, you wish you could erase something like that, but you can't, truth is. And, um, you know, you go through all of these emotions. And and so, you know, years go by, and I never really wanted that to define my path. And so, um, you know, here I am now doing music, and um, I would have never shared this story if it wasn't for music. So that's a God thing in itself. But when we were writing this record in 2018, and I got off tour the end of 2018, and just praying, like, God, I need direction. I have no idea what my purpose is as an artist, no idea um, what songs I'm going to write, um, what stories I'm going to tell. And I was just praying, like, I need, I need um, guidance, you know. I need to reach deeper as a songwriter to um, reach people on a deeper level. And this story just kept circling and circling in my mind, and um, – I fought with God for weeks because it's something that I always said I'd go to the grave with, this story, and uh, now God's telling me to write a song about it. So I'm like, I need to know that this is the right thing, you know. I need clarity. I need to know that um, it's going to be worth it, you know. And so I just felt that people needed this song. You know, I felt in my heart that God was saying someone needs it. And I'm like, God, I get that. I understand people are hurting, but now I've got to actually talk about it, and that's scary. And so it's like, I need, to, I need to know that this is okay. And so I felt in my heart that I needed to reach out to this person and um, just let them know, hey, I do music, and I just want you to know that I forgive you and um, that God forgives you too, and I just need to write a song about this. And so it's crazy because that moment I didn't know I needed Like I thought I was okay this whole time. Um, but God knew 15 years ago that I needed a deeper healing and that was going to come right now, you know? And so in that moment, when I was able to share Jesus with someone that hurt me, it was a relief for me to go and write the song. And so we did, you know, we went up, we wrote this song and really the heart behind it. I really want to focus more on the healing. You know, you have the Me Too movement and, you know, nothing against that, but it just puts so much focus on the abuse. And I really want this song, Taking My Voice Back, to put more focus on the healing. Um, you know, there's more than that. There's, there's freedom, you know, and this is, this is how I found my freedom, and that was through forgiveness, because what I found is unforgiveness is just so crippling. You don't realize that it holds you back. And so the song is just a reminder to just let go, you know, let God take whatever you're holding, whatever's holding you back, um, so that you're able to fully walk into what he has for you. So, yeah, it's just taking my voice back. Awesome. All right. Here's that in post. <clears throat> that was Brooke Robertson with the title track from her debut record, Taking My Voice Back. And, you know, Brooke, you are actually one of the first few artists to sign with Burtonwood Records, headed by uh, Seventh Day Slumber's frontman Joseph Rojas. Tell us how you came to meet Joe Rowe and get signed. Yeah, what a, a cool story. It's something that I, I never thought that I would be signed to a record label. I'm a small-town girl uh, in Louisiana, and so the fact of me being signed to a label just sounded crazy. But um, 
in 2017 when I met Jeremy, um, we produced the he produced the EP and we released that. And Joseph, who is the lead singer of Seventh Day Slumber, he had just opened up a record label. And Jeremy is the guitarist. And so he sent Joseph, you know, Joseph had been listening to my music and watching me and stuff like that. And um, He really just saw something in it. And I'm thankful that he believes in me and he's given me a chance to even write more music, which is this new record that just released. And so, yeah, he signed me. I went on tour with them in 2018. And now we released a new record and uh, he believes in the songs, he believes in the record and he believes in me. And I'm just so blessed to have a team behind this project and uh, just very, very thankful for them. Hey, man. And, you know, you mentioned you released the EP back in 2018 called Have My Heart, which introduced us to your music. And many may wonder who your musical influences are. Um, who would you say was the most inspiring person or maybe artist in getting you uh, to want to sing? So I grew up um, just listening to my dad. My dad's very musically inclined um, from playing guitar to drums, piano. So I always grew up around that. And in church, he played in, uh, for church. And then I got involved in the youth band. That I had a cousin that saw something in me and encouraged me to sing. And uh, all it took was for me to sing one Sunday in front of my church. And that's where it all started. And so um, I started growing up, you know, and the music that I listened to and the sounds and stuff that you'll hear in the new record really is inspired by um, 90s and 2000s country, very organic sounds. Um, storytelling, you'll hear a lot of storytelling in the record, and that is inspired by a lot of artists back then, like Brooks and Dunn and uh, Dolly Parton, Reba McIntyre. It's just, I don't know, I've always been drawn to the organic sounds and the um, stories. And so, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you mentioned Dolly Parton because, you know, she's a legend in country music, but she has also done a couple of duets in Christian music with Samara. She did a duet a couple of years ago with um, for King and Country, and most recently she she's on a Zach Williams track, There Was Jesus. So, I mean, it's really cool to see some, something like that. And, you know, Dolly has, Dolly has always been very outspoken about her faith, so I really think it's cool that um, the Christian music world has really welcomed her, you know, with these two duets that we've heard so far. Yeah, and I, I love her so much for that and just being bold about her faith, you know. And uh, maybe you'll hear her in one of my songs in the future. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That would be awesome. I would love to hear that <laughs> yeah. with you and Dolly. Yeah, it's a dream of mine. I'll just keep dreaming. <laughs> hey, you know what? The sky's the limit. Yeah. Well, Brooke, since we're uh, still in quarantine for a little bit longer, I'm sure that you have amassed a music playlist. What kind of songs or artists will we find on your personal playlist these days? I actually just created a playlist. It's uh, it's called The Good Stuff, and it um, it's got a whole bunch of stuff in there, a mixture of um, like the 90s and 2000s country music from um, Brooks and Dunn to uh, Jody Messina to... Dolly Parton, and uh, the list goes on and on. So, yeah, the the same vibe, um, the organic sound. So I kind of stuck with all that and what I grew up on. It's kind of like a um, nostalgic playlist for me. <laughs> That's really cool. You know, I've, I've 
my my mom's parents were big in the country. I grew up on pop and rock music, but um, one of the artists that I that that I have on my uh, playlist uh, as far as country goes is is Randy Travis. I love Randy Travis, and um, oh yeah, I got a chance to meet him about 16 years ago, and I was like. I was really nervous because I'm like, hey, this is Randy Travis. He's a country superstar. He's been in movies and stuff. I was afraid that he, you know, wouldn't talk to me. But I tell you what, I walked up to him, got a picture with him, and he he let me hold his Dove Awards, which was awesome. I'm like, man, this is so cool. I'm sitting here holding Randy Travis's Dove Awards, but (laughs) super cool guy. And it definitely has a unique voice. And um, uh, uh, Three Wooden Crosses, man, that's that's, I love that. Song. That's on there. Back and listen yeah, I put that on the playlist. He's a he's an icon. I mean, he's amazing, amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, um, Jeremy Holderfield produced the record, so we got to give a shout out to Jeremy, awesome producer. But you have a few guest vocalists on this record, uh, including your label mate Nathan Sheridan. Which, by the way, Nathan's a phenomenal singer himself. I was excited when he uh, finally released his uh, debut record a few years ago. And, of course, you got Building 429's Jason Roy. What was it like working with these two guys, um, with these duets on the record? Yeah, Nathan, me and Nathan go back a couple years, actually. We led worship together at my home church, and then he moved up to Nashville, got signed to record label. And uh, I don't think it's a coincidence at all that we're label buds now. It's pretty cool that we get to work together. And, um, you know, he is an amazing artist, and he's a good friend of mine. I was like, he's got to be on the record. And so I was thankful to have him a part of it. And um, Jason Roy, Building 429, that was a cool experience. Just when Jer- when Jeremy was producing Why Are You Waiting, um, to have Jason on that, he was like, you know, his voice would sound amazing on it. And I was like, yeah, he would. But um, what are the chances? You know, he's very busy. I, I don't know if it's going to happen. And so we were like, let's just try and see. Let's just send it to him and see what he says. And so he sent the song over, and almost immediately Jason responded back, just saying that he wanted to be a part of it, and he loved it. And uh, it was like a pinch-me moment. <laughs> so um, a couple weeks later, and we went and met him at the studio, and he laid down vocals. And uh, just Jason's one of those guys where uh, it seems like you'd known him forever. And I just met him for the first time that day, and he sat me down, and it was just giving me advice on what it's like to be a new artist in the industry, and just creating a friendship, and um, really cool guy, very down to earth, and I'm thankful that he's a part of it. That's really cool. I'm glad that Jason took you under his wing because I actually remember one of the first uh, tours that I had attended back when I started, uh, you know, working in the Christian music industry was uh, Jeremy Camp's 2004 Restored tour, and Building 429 was the opening artist. And I remember back then talking with Jason, you know, asking him, "Hey, what, what's it like touring with Jeremy?" Jeremy and He's like, you know, Jeremy's really cool. He's like taking us under his wing, like, you know, told us how things go and all that. So it's really cool to see that come in full circle all these years later that, you know, what Jeremy was to Jason in 429, Jason is now doing this, kind of taking artists under his wing and kind of letting you guys know how it is. I think that's really cool. It's pretty incredible, really. It's like a, a little community, and it's something that if I ever get the opportunity to help someone else out, I will for sure take it because it's people who have been in the industry long enough that know the most, you know, and um, connections and relationships and friendships. Like, that's what it's all about, you know. So very thankful. Well, it's really cool. Well, I see you doing that one day, yeah. uh, being able to take an artist under your wing and be able to tell them, hey, this is what it's like. This is how you can do it. 
uh, just stay true to yourself. So I think that's pretty cool. And, you know, you know, going back to the record, um, I love the song that Jason did with you. Uh, why don't we play that one? Can you tell us a little bit about the song and introduce it for us? Yeah, so Why Are You Waiting is just a song and a question to ask ourselves, like what's holding you back? What's keeping you from fully surrendering everything that you're carrying in that moment, letting God take that? You know, because truth is, like, God doesn't care about our past. You know, he just cares about where we're at. He doesn't hold our past against us. And he loves us exactly where we're at in the moment. And so uh, it's just a, a reminder to just let go of everything that you're holding on to and fully surrendering everything over. And so, yeah, this is Why Are You Waiting off the new record. Awesome. Great song there and familiar voicing alongside Brooke with guest vocalist Jason Roy from Building 429. And Brooke, I'm sure that you were wanting, you mentioned it, actually wanting to get out and tour again once this pandemic is up and over. Um, what are your plans this year as far as hitting the road? I am so ready to get on the road. I'm getting antsy over here in Louisiana. Um, but we had some shows in May, and we just recently had to postpone everything until July just to kind of make sure that we're clear, hopefully. But um, I'm hoping to get on some tours. I don't know who with who, but I just know God's got it, and I know that I'll be on the road. I just don't know when. <laughs> so, yes, it is going to happen um, soon. I hope so. I actually have tickets to some concerts this summer uh, that don't start until July and August, so. I'm really hoping that we can get into these venues and that they're not canceled or postponed because I tell you what, when you like, especially with some of these big tours, sometimes you buy tickets a year ahead of time almost. And yeah. when it finally comes up, like, yes, we got two months to go before this concert comes up. And then this pandemic comes along and it's like, man, this is just like, it, it's ruining the whole party here. I'm about to go to the show and I'm worried, is this going to be canceled or postponed? And I really hope that, uh, that by the summertime uh, this has moved on. So I'm I'm excited about these shows coming up, and hopefully one day we'll see you down here in the Sunshine State. Hey, I'd love to come to Florida. It's a beautiful state. We usually go on vacation there every year, uh, and we had to cancel this year, so that stinks. <laughs> oh, definitely. And, you know, you're, you mentioned that you're from Louisiana, and your last name is Robertson, and a lot of people will, you know, ask the question, or is she related to the Duck Dynasty Robertsons? I get asked this question a lot, um, but I, I'm not related. As far as I know, I have a huge family, so you, I guess you, I can say you never really know. But as far as I know, I always tell people, no, I'm not. But it makes sense. I mean, we have the same last name from the same state, so, you know. <laughs> that is pretty cool. You know, I, I interviewed Al Robertson years ago, and he, he – gave me an open invitation to come up there and visit. I've always wanted to visit Louisiana. I've never been there. Uh, of course, you see uh, New Orleans on NCIS New Orleans and stuff like that. And the New Orleans yeah. Saints are the uh, division rivals of my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I, I would yeah. love, I would actually love to go see a Buccaneers versus Saints game. Uh, Drew Brees versus Tom Brady. We've got the, the goat here. Tampa hey. now. The dome. The dome is a crazy place. It gets loud in there. <laughs> I've been to one game actually. It's kind of it's kind of sad, isn't it? I'm from Louisiana. I've only been to one game, but uh, it's just more comfortable to watch it, you know, at your house <laughs> and l less noisy. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree with you. 
Well, in closing, Brooke, uh, when people listen to your new record, Taking My Voice Back, what's the biggest thing that you want them to take away from it after they listen to it? I just feel like this whole record, really, I wrote this from a very vulnerable place, and each song really tells a different story. And, um, you know, I have been writing devotionals and releasing behind-the-song stories for each of these songs. Um, But as far as the whole message, um, I really want people to be confident in who they are and and let go of whatever's holding them back, whatever hurt, um, doubt, whatever that is, just be able to set that down and let God use them so they're able to walk fully into what God has for them. You know, maybe it's like unforgiveness that you're holding on to, um, letting that go and um, being free from that. Maybe it's not feeling good enough or feeling feeling like you need to change yourself, just being confident in who God made you to be because that's special. You know, you're you for a reason, and I want people to know that. That's awesome. And you mentioned devotionals. Uh, where can people check these devotionals out at? I'm actually putting them on my website. There's a blog tab, and it's brookrobertsonmusic.com. And so uh, tomorrow, well, so this is going to be aired, but um. I'm releasing them every Wednesday and Friday. And so uh, they can find them every Wednesday and Friday on my website. That's awesome. Well, Brooke, thank you so much for coming by today. We pray that the Lord can use your story and this new album to bring hope and peace to those uh, who may share your uh, same story and, uh, you know, be blessed by it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, really excited about this and uh, thankful for you guys who support artists like me. So Awesome. And that's all in the interview and I promise it recorded this time. I'm going to stop my <laughs> okay. recording on my end. Yeah, I was like I would I just I almost had like that foot and mouth moment yesterday. I'm like, I can't believe I said that like, oh well um I had a trouble with the recording and then all of a sudden I had trouble with the recording. I'm like, man this sucks. I'm going to have to go do this again, but it's okay. It We've out, all so. been there and uh, I don't mind, you know, I don't mind at all. I love interviews and doing all this stuff. So definitely not mad at yeah. you, I promise. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is actually, um, this, this uh, show on Friday will be, I want to say it's either show 98 or 99. I've, I've done quite a few. I've done wow. a builder. 2008. Actually, it's funny because of like um, the first, the very first interview that I did as Kingdom Builder was back in 2008, and you'll never guess who the who the first person I interviewed was. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're. I'm gonna guess I, Amy I Grant. Like oh, I wish I, I've met her a couple of times. <laughs> She's so sweet, but I have never interviewed her. But um, it, it's weird because I like I go when I started in 2008 I was like okay well I'm just starting this so I'm not going to aim high I'm not going to get like big name artists and stuff like that but I get an email um, about this faith-based movie and the the lead actor in the film is Dolph Lundgren the the action Mm -hmm. superstar like played in the Rocky movie the Masters of the Universe I mean just a big action superstar and I'm thinking that they're going to offer me an interview with like the producer or the writer of the film the lady emailed me, she said, hey, do you want to interview Dolph Lundgren? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is like He-Man, Masters of the Universe. That was like the cartoon that I grew up that watching in the so early cool. 80s. So I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I want to interview him. And I go back and listen. 
Yeah, it's, it's funny because I go back and listen to that original recording. I'm like, man, I sound like I'm reading from a cue card. Seriously. But <laughs> or you probably I had to nervous start somewhere. Oh, yeah. I was unbelievably nervous because, like, I was worried that my questions would sound dumb and stuff. But I've done probably yeah. – I've interviewed over 100 people since then. So it's, it's kind of obviously come a little more natural now. But I remember – Yeah, you definitely – I mean, you're incredible at what you do. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, I yeah, well, you said it's, you're just starting to do interviews and stuff. Yeah, I, I'm growing <laughs> for sure. It's, it's something that like speaking is something that I'm definitely gonna have to probably, you know, obviously we're growing and everything, but I feel like speaking no, I, right now, especially with this record, like it's a huge part, like the ministry and stuff, and like I don't want to. Like uh, what? I've never like I'm not a speaker. I'm a you know. But the thing is, I am. I've just gotta you know get better at it. I guess. So. No, actually, I'm I'm I've, I'm really impressed with the way that you because I, I can tell you, I don't like to throw names out there, but um, one of the artists that I've interviewed a couple times over the years, and she's such a sweetheart, very talented, Francesca Battistelli. And it's between you and I. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Francesca sure. is like, she's not doing interviews. Um, one thing with, with an interviewer when, when we ask questions is, especially with an interview, like you're focusing on a record or something, close-ended questions are not really something that we want to hear because we want to hear a little more detail. Mm-hmm. And like um, I've interviewed her a couple of times and uh, her answers are like, like uh, literally 20 seconds long. I'm like, and I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I've got time for my, until my next question. Nope. I had to go to the next question. And I'm like, it's just, it's kind of awkward, but yeah, the way that you're doing it is awesome because it's like when somebody interviews you, um, just remember, give as much detail as, as you can. Cause they can always edit it out later kind of mm-hmm. thing. If it's, if it's too long, right. but I, I love, I okay. love the fact that you're able to, to share those. And that's one thing that um, I can tell you, somebody who, who does interviews a lot, that's actually really cool. I love it when an artist is able to kind of um, expand on something and kind of give me more detail even than, you know, maybe that we're expecting. So I think it's really cool. And that's something that, Thank you. you know, keeps in the back of your head when you're doing the interviews and stuff. But Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, always down like, for advice and, yeah. Yeah, you did really good. I'm 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 excited to share this, and um, now that we actually have it recorded this time, <laughs> I'm gonna actually get to yeah. work on editing and stuff. Yeah, I'll be looking. But yeah, uh, you're gonna send me the email. You said I remember yesterday. Yeah, I'm gonna send you. It, okay. It's, we I post them on SoundCloud. Um, they go up every Friday. Right. Um, I'll have this one and the Stephen Curtis Chapman one edited. Uh, hopefully you know, by tomorrow and I'll send you the link and um, I'll even send you the link to the Stephen Curtis Chapman if you want to check that one out. That was yeah, actually yeah, a really yeah. cool conversation. Yeah, and he's... Um, Didn't you interview Dolly? I, you interviewed Dolly. Send me that one too. No, I interviewed Reba. Reba, that's I right. I interviewed Reba. Yeah, I'd love to hear yeah, that. Yeah, I actually, I have a friend who has interviewed Dolly two or three times and I actually, you know, doing these all these interviews this week, I reached out to him and I said, dude, who would I reach out to to request an interview with Dolly? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fully prepared to hear, no, she can't do it. But 
I'm, I'm always, I have that mentality mm-hmm. where um, if you don't ask, they can't say no kind of thing. But so the people, I'm, I'm I mean, hoping... if she sees that you interviewed Reba, then, you know, like, if she sees that, then that probably would help. Yeah, You've I, interviewed I some big always, people. <laughs> yeah, I, I include names of people that I've interviewed. That way I kind of have some credibility and stuff. But Right. Uh, you'd be surprised. The one person that I've always wanted to interview that is a Christian and um, he just doesn't do a whole lot of interviews anymore. And I, I think it's publicist. I don't even think it's publicist. Asks him, hey, do you want to interview with this guy? Is Chuck Norris. I'm mm-hmm. a huge Chuck Norris fan. Oh, my um, God. He's a very outspoken Christian. Um, and I've been trying to get an interview with Chuck Norris for, for the past 12 years. Mm-hmm. And I have been zero for Don't give up. Question, no. Nope. I sent an email like three that weeks ago. So I haven't recorded cool. a response, but maybe someday you'll oh record with Kelly Parton. Maybe someday I'll do an interview with Chuck Norris. Who knows? Hey, I'm going to hang on to that. Be kidding me. <laughs> maybe, one, maybe one day you'll hear that. Yeah. yeah I've, and cool. I've, and that's, that's one thing I can say is that, you know, I've I've never given up on. There's so many things that that I've been able to do through this ministry over the years that I never thought um, in a million years I'd be able to do. I was, you know, when back when we were starting Christian Music Review before today's Christian, um, we promoted a couple of the Kendrick Brothers films, and I didn't really think anything of it. But in early 2010, I got an email from the Kendrick Brothers inviting us to the set of Courageous. So I actually got to visit the set of courageous up in Albany, Georgia for three days and uh, watch them film the movie. I got to run in the five K scene. I actually see myself in the movie um, and the trailer mm-hmm. for like three seconds. So I never, ever thought that I would do something like that, but yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So that's, that's so God cool. definitely blessed like, Yeah. I mean, so like when you want to interview people, do you just like, do you just reach out to their PR or them directly? And just hope that someone it, it, responds. It, How does it, that work? Well, I've I worked in the Christian music industry since 2004, so I've I've gotten mm-hmm. I've, I've, I have good relationships with most of the the big PR firms and the record labels. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But what I've done over the years is I go to a lot of shows. I get a chance to meet the artists, and um, I've, I've been able to, you know, kind of network between artists like, hey, this person knows this person. They'll hook me up with an interview. So sometimes I'll have to gotcha. go through the publicist to set something up. But when an mm-hmm. artist says, hey, here's my number, here's my email, if you need anything, reach out. I'll reach out to the artist before I reach out to PR because, you know, I kind of cut out the the middleman in the process. Yeah. But right. It, it, just, it just depends on who it is. Um, yeah. Like, and the networking between the artists is, is phenomenal. Like, I've, um, I don't, there's a newer artist. Uh, he's been around for a long time. He's in mainstream music for a while. His name's Jason Fowler. Uh, he's a mm-hmm. Georgia guy, and he's done Christian music for, like, three or four years. And him and I started talking, and he's good friends with the guys from Collective Soul, which is, like, one of my favorite, like, all-time favorite bands. And they got me hooked up with Will Chirp and the bass player from that band and got a chance to go, like, see Collective Soul in concert, hang out backstage. And I'm like, man, this is so cool. And, you know, he's been a really big network with me, too, because he, he uh, introduced me to John Schlick from Petra, John Elefante from Kansas. Oh, that's cool. So Yeah. Yeah, so just if, like knowing you know people. the right person. Yeah, that's... Yeah, just knowing yeah. people. It's like, like you said, it's a community. 
Like if you mm-hmm. know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody, that's that's a way I've gotten interviews before is, you know, connecting between artists and stuff. So that's that's something I'm really thankful for too, being able to right. do an interview with somebody because somebody knows that person kind of thing. Right. And like just me being a new artist, not many people know who I am and, you know, probably don't take it ser- you know, take me seriously right now. But, like, you know, PR right now, I don't have it because it was pre-release. So I don't have any, like, thing going on right now. The opportunities that I did have were canceled. Like, I was going to be on, um, like, a Today in Nashville thing, and that canceled. So, like, just as an artist, I'm just trying to, like, reach out to people, trying to get, like, maybe on a podcast, keep the momentum going. I just don't want people to, like, forget about it. You know what I mean? So I'm just trying, yeah, to, well, that, that's trying to reach all, out. That stuff will come back. That, all that stuff yeah, will come back. Totally. I mean, those opportunities you had before, I, I, I have no doubt that those doesn't come back to you. And you know, that's that's one thing that, you know, we're we're a smaller site too. I mean, we're not New Release Tuesday mm-hmm. or Jesus Freak Hideout, so we don't. And I don't. That the one thing about our site compared to the other ones is that I don't have, you know, financial backing through ads and stuff like that. Every bit of every bit of traffic that we get or listeners that we get is is all organic. It's because of word of mouth, somebody has told somebody, or I've gone into a Facebook page and posted an interview or a review or something like that, and that's where a lot right. of our traffic comes from. But my mm-hmm. goal is, is I had to start somewhere, and I had a lot of people around me to help. So anytime that I can help somebody out, um, I I take full advantage of that. And that's you know when I saw you, I'm like, Brooke's a newer artist. I know that she doesn't have all of the coverage and stuff like, like, uh, like Lauren Daigle would, another Louisiana right. native, but, um, we can change that by doing like reaching a few groups of people at a time. So that's, that's my totally. goal is I'm hoping that this interview that I post Friday may not be heard by millions of people, but maybe heard by the right people who can refer it to somebody and hopefully in the long run, get you some more opportunities because that's, that's, that's that's our goal. We want to spread your ministry just right. like we're doing with ours. Yeah, and I appreciate that. I really do. Thank you for giving me this opportunity and meeting you. Oh, you're very <laughs> welcome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if you if you guys if you ever need anything, you have my cell phone number if you need prayer for anything or whatnot or if you if you have a question or something, um just feel free. I I love to be able to share stuff that I've that I've done over the years and if I know something that I can used to help somebody else i'm i'm all for that so uh, anything that you need if you need me to if you have videos coming up or whatnot let me know and i will share it across our stuff and let people know it's there and i know mercedes is uh she her i was talking to her last night and um by the way your publicist emily cole she's awesome Mm -hmm. i've worked Mm -hmm. with emily for 12 years i love I love her. Emily is mm-hmm. awesome. Emily is always, yes. even though we are a smaller site and a smaller um, show compared to some, mm-hmm. um, Emily has always gone out of her way to get everything I need. In fact, I'm interviewing another one of her artists on um, tomorrow, Tasha Layton. She's another mm-hmm. newer artist that just released her debut mm-hmm. last year. So that's another one. Yeah, but she's, um, they've, they've been the Winter Jam tour em- for years. Um everything we've yeah. done with the Winter Jam Tour the last 14 years is, is through her and what she's done. Yeah, they're incredible. I mean, we I worked with them um, for the EP, too, 
when I was uh, yeah. uh, before I was even signed, and they're incredible, just amazing down to earth people, and just genuinely want to help, you know. Yeah, yeah. Emily's Emily's really cool. There's a lot of publicists out there that are just mm-hmm. really cool that, that they'll go that extra mile to do anything they can to yeah. to to help promote the artist. They're not just mm-hmm. getting a paycheck to write a press release. They're actually you'd be surprised like how much these publicists reach out and say, Hey, would you consider this? Would you consider coverage on this interview kind of thing? And Emily's one of those. She'll email me anytime that she wants uh, to get an artist out there. She's like, Hey, I got, I got this person from this time. And she may have sent something for you, but I think I was in the downtime Mm -hmm. with Kingdom Builder last year when that, um, when the pre-release for the record came out. So I'm sorry. I didn't get a chance to interview you when the record came out. So I could have, no, I mean, it, it just yeah, released so, uh, March 26th, so fairly new. Yeah. It's, how, is, how, is, how is the record doing? Are you able to track the, track the, you know, the numbers and, and stuff? Yeah. yeah like this, it, it, it's been really good, but, obviously, you know, like obviously now I need to get on the road. And, like, that's why I'm trying yeah. to find different podcasts or different things for me to be a part of just to kind of keep momentum and, and getting in people's ears, you know, through social media, because numbers are kind of going down naturally. Because, you know, organically, I don't yeah. have a huge fan base, you know, to start out with. I'm trying to build a fan base. So you know how that is. So um, I'm just Well, like you said, like you were saying going. yesterday, social media, it's hard to break unless you pay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like we have like 1,400 followers on Twitter. Um, I've had a Twitter handle for years and years, and it's just, it's hard. It's hard to get that. I mean, even with artists sharing. Yeah, yep, I just... I know. Numbers, no, I hate Facebook looking at numbers it. sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Facebook it's discouraging. Be like that. When Facebook started, Facebook actually was a really good way for us to get stuff out, but once Facebook became public, that's when it right. almost seemed like, you know, you would have a post on there, obviously you see it, but how many people are actually seeing that? And that was right. and that was tough because I'm like, Facebook was helped us blow up our site years ago, and now it's like, mm-hmm. oh, unless you put money down for for an ad campaign, it's like, no, like even if it, like you said, never, you have all these followers, they're not even seeing it, even though they follow your page. You have to pay. Thing. Yep, I know it doesn't yeah. make sense. And even uh, when I created. When I started putting, like, um, covers and stuff up in 2016, I was just getting started. It, was, it wasn't even this bad. Like, I could upload, and I wouldn't have to pay for an ad. I didn't even know what an ad was, and it did great. But now, as the years go by, and I guess Facebook's catching on, like, hey, let's make more money. <laughs> so it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to be an artist just in general these days getting out there. Yeah. You know? Well, and, it's, it's uh, also the, the digital age, too. Right, I know. And yeah, it's everything, like tough everything's gotta, digital now. I know, I know. And it's like you've got to build a following through social media, which is hard to do, to be known, to get on big tours, so you could put seats, you know. And, you know, it's just like, I don't know, it's hard. <laughs> so I'm trying my best, yeah. and, like, I'm trusting, like, God's got this thing, and I know there's there's a purpose and a reason for this. And so I'm just doing all I can do on my end, and, uh, yeah, it's all we can do, right? Instagram's yeah, that's all you hard too. That's a tough one. Insta- Instagram's kind of a mystery to me because I like I don't have a personal Twitter account myself. I I the only one I have is the is the one for TCE that I use. Um, mm-hmm. 
but Facebook, Facebook, but Instagram, I actually have a couple other girls who, you know, work with the site with me who do the Instagram part because I, it's a mystery to me. And then my daughter, I have, um, my oldest daughter is, is almost 21. And mm-hmm. then I have my next oldest, my daughter's 13. So they're constantly walking up, showing me TikTok videos. I'm like, what is a TikTok? And I got a TikTok my, too. Cause you, I mean, you yeah, my oldest daughter trying to find different ways. Like, well, TikTok, I I'm hearing is a really good way to get stuff out there now because it's almost like the new, it's almost like the new Twitter. It's like Twitter blew up when it first came out. Now that TikTok's yeah. out, um, that's the big thing. And I, I, she's like, Dad, you should really do the TikTok. I'm like, no. I said, I I have a hard enough time trying to keep up with the social media stuff that I'm doing now. I don't I don't think I can handle another one. She's like, well. If you want people to see your stuff, you should really do a TikTok. I know. Like, it's it's so I true though. I might have you do a TikTok have... video for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was so hesitant to get TikTok because I have YouTube, I have Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all the stuff I'm trying to keep up with, and now TikTok. But I would say TikTok is really easy to get your stuff out there. Like I've gained new followers just from uploading TikTok videos. Like, you know, like yeah. Spotify listeners and stuff. So that's the only reason why I do it. Um, but, yeah, it does – it consumes. Like, social media literally is a job. And I'll oh, find myself yeah. every day trying to figure out content, you know. So yeah, I'm so glad that I have people to help me with that because uh, yeah. my wife my wife is already gets on to me for as much time as I spend on the computer or, or doing the website stuff or radio stuff. That she's like, man, mm-hmm. you need to find somebody to, to help you with this. And I finally, and that's another thing. If you could find one thing that I would suggest, and a lot of artists will kind of start this in the beginning. Um, if if you put something out there, say, hey, I need your help. I would love to. If if you could help get this out there, kind of figure out your own way to say it. But if you could have, mm-hmm. um, I guess not so much of a fan page, but if you have if you could find some people like maybe two or three people to kind of like do a street team thing for you that could actually yeah. help post things for you, that, that okay. could possibly take a lot of, a lot off your hands. And especially when this pandemic thing's over and we, you get back to touring mm-hmm. and you're going to be out there, obviously you're not going to have as much time as you have now. Um, having right. people like that, that can help you with that um, mm-hmm. would, would really help. So I would look, um, like on your Facebook page or Instagram and stuff, check and see who comments on your stuff the most. And then, you know, just pray yeah. about reaching out saying, hey, would you be interested in, you know, helping me out like with posts or just like just just whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's how I got – that's how I got all the help we have. We have – I have people who write the reviews, but I also have people who help me with the website itself, posting the reviews and stuff. Uh, on the site, yeah. um, Kelly Mead. Uh, yeah, website. Who, who does all the social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Kelly does all my a lot of my social media stuff, but she also does um, a segment on Kingdom Builder uh, called Faith Beats, where she will take a song and she'll like kind of dissect the message and kind of put it up to you know what we're dealing with in society, kind of like what Kevin Davis yeah. does with New Release Tuesday. He does the behind the songs mm-hmm. um, thing. Yep. Um, crazy. He's over a thousand with that. It's crazy that he's done so many. I remember when he was like working on number 40, like 12 years ago. Um, wow. Anyway, he's a phenomenal dude. I like, I love Kevin. 
But yeah, he's um, a really cool guy. Yeah, the more the more help that you can get, the better. If you can find like two or three people that can help you with social media, um, you know, become mm-hmm. like a moderator on your Facebook page, somebody who you trust to be able to post stuff who's not just going to post random stuff. I've done that with artists before too, where um, I have artist friends, and if I see something, I'll post it on their behalf on their page to kind of help them get content. Because with social media, the more content you have out there, um, Mm -hmm. the higher likelihood you are of having somebody, you know, discover it and follow you and like all kind of stuff. Right. I mean, there's like a science. I've learned so much, you know, over the years. There's like a science to it. I mean, you've got the hashtags. You've got the time and days to upload that are important. And I've learned for sure, like, the difference of posting just a random time and a random day versus like if you look at your your activity on your page like 9 p.m. for me is like the hot spot for some reason yeah but um yeah it's just so weird but I did like Instagram's owned by Facebook so that makes sense why they're just difficult so yeah yeah it's I, I I'm glad I had somebody help me with that because I don't I'm not really familiar with how Instagram, I'm sure it's Instagram is very similar to the other platforms, but I it just is. like, you know, I've got it enough is. stuff that I'm looking. I'm glad <laughs> somebody's actually taking yep. care of that for me. So it's, 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 you just got to figure it out. You got to look at the, you have to actually look at the number sometimes and look at the, the times mm-hmm. people are visiting, kind of figure out when the best time to do a yeah. post is. And I, I'm still trying to discover that because with, with the website and with radio, it's, it's all over the place because it's, it's not, it is. we're not, it's not, we're not like a specific time format or anything like that. So people could be right. listening to us at three o'clock in the morning or at, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon. So. Yeah. I mean, there's an algorithm. To oh yeah. Well, um, I really appreciate your time today. And as soon as I get this edited, like I said, I'll get this um, over okay. to you. And, uh, like I said, if you if you need anything from me or if you need help with something, please let me know and I'll as soon as I get this done I'll I'll shoot it over to you. I really appreciate it. Have a good one, Jay. Thank you again. You you too, bro. Talk to you soon. All right. All right, bye. Bye bye. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.